0: Geeks podcast network is proud to have fansets as its presenting sponsor fansets is the place for amazing pin collectibles with over 300 officially licensed star trek pins and new releases every month stay tuned for a special discount code good on your next order at fansets.com just for discovering trek listeners fansets our
1: pins have character hey everyone casey and sarah here and this is discovering trek enterprise welcome to the first frontier we're both here to break down another episode of Enterprise. This is the first full series watch through for Sarah, and it's a rewatch for me. Today, we're talking episode six Terra Nova. This episode originally aired 20 years ago, y'all. Sincerely, if you haven't watched it, what the devil's going on? Chop, chop, hubba, hubba, get to it. Fire up Paramount Plus, your Blu rays, DVDs, or Amazon Prime. Watch the episode. And then haul your toots right back over here and listen to us. That's it. We hope you've enjoyed our non warning spoiler warning.
0: Dun, dun, discuss Terra Nova, we want to hear from our listeners about their thoughts on everything Enterprise. So, how can they get in touch with us for their thoughts on this first season of Star Trek Enterprise, Casey?
1: Well, Sarah, if you're looking to (laughs) communicate with us, there's a bunch of ways that you can do that. Of course, you can go to trekgeeks.com slash contact and find a variety of ways to get us your thoughts Heck, Twitter, Facebook, all you have to do is search for Discovering Trek. Heck, if you want, send a raven. Go for it. We welcome almost all of your questions and comments. Actually, we welcome them all. You can leave us a voicemail by visiting our website at trekgeeks.com and click on the big blue button. Remember, though, that any of your comments that you leave might be used in future episodes of Discovering Trek.
0: That is accurate. Everything you just said is truth. And I like that about this podcast. It's the truth. It's not our big red button. It's not a big orange button. It's a big blue button. Blue. Get it. That's right. <laughs> All right. What are we going to do first here? What are we, what are, how do we do this? It's been a couple of weeks. What is it? Pie? Are we talking about pie? Pizza pie? Oh. Meat pies? Fruit uh, pies? Let's,
1: let's, let's talk about pies. I, whenever pies come up, I always think Dutch apple. I don't know about you.
0: Whenever I hear the word pie, I think of like, like a berry pie, like a. Oh, yes. Blackberry <gasps> a berry, blackberry, or. Loganberry? cherry,
1: Oh. rottenberry. Oh, rottenberry. Hmm. Tangy. I, oh, man. Okay. Quick, quick side trip here. So my aunt up in Fort Bragg, California, my dad and brothers and all of us would go berry picking. And then we'd bring them back. And Aunt Kathy would make the best Marionberry blackberry pies ever. Mm. And she knew how much I love them. So for everybody, there was one pie. And for me, there was one pie. And she would just hide squirrel mine to the side. And I loved her so much. I was like, oh, this is the best thing ever. Mm. So oh berry pies. We need to eat more before we do these again. I, I tried so. to eat a, I tried to eat a lot beforehand, and every damn time I'm
0: hungry. <laughs> I know. I had a nice big breakfast today because being a weekend, it's like, oh, this is a day where I can actually make like some bacon and eggs or something. And then I was so full, I was like, I'm taking the dog for a really big walk. I gotta walk this <laughs> off. So now I'm like, okay, well, I'm thinking about lunch for sure. <laughs>
1: okay. It's in my mind. <laughs> so for you, Sarah, this yes. episode, what you got for slices of pie?
0: I gave it a fair four out of six. I thought that this was a pretty classic Trek episode. Like it was quite predictable, but it was cozy in that sense. It was fine. It was enjoyable. I, you know, a little bit above
1: neutral, you know. Okay. There you go. Okay. I gotcha. Well, I think I'm in full neutral. I, three slices. Um I agree with you. I didn't think there was anything special about the story. Um I did find the direction great. I did mm-hmm. find uh location on location stuff quite fun. Um and good good set and prop building. Yeah. So that kind of saved it for me. Yeah. But That's since fair. you know I think so. I think it's fair. And you know it might be fair what's that? middling uh, okay the recap I'm about to give you.
0: <laughs> okay. I've been waiting for this. This is what I'm all about. Uh, I think, I'm hoping the fans are getting into this
1: thing we got going on here. Not <laughs> they better, because this is brutal every week. <laughs> I'm really? Fans, this is just for you. Yeah. All right. Here we go. We open as Archer pours water, not iced tea. The crew discuss Terra Nova, a planetary mystery. They shuttle pod down to a settlement ghost town. Searching for clues without a soul to be found. Malcolm walked the perimeter and sees a blur in the trees. A mysterious figure who quickly flees. Archer and Reed crawl into a winding dirt cavern. They find sections of tunnels, candlelit like a tavern. They find food, tools, and have a first contact meeting. But the locals are wary and spray gunfire as a greeting. As they attempt to escape, or Malcolm gets shot, the three others fly away in a firefight to advance the plot. On board with two Novans and looking for answers, Dr. Flux cures Nadette of her illness nasty lung cancer. Malcolm tries some small talk with his guard, trying to fit in. The Novin offers digger meat, which does not taste like chicken. <laughs> Locks tells the captain the Novens have to move or they will die. Archer is not sure what to do, but gives it a good honest try. Trust is built through actions and old pictures found. The captain helps save a trapped Noven, who surely would have drowned. The Novens have a new home in the southern continent, thanks to the Enterprise crew and the leadership of Bernadette. Back on ship, a meal is shared without a snide retort. And lucky old Travis, it's to write up the report.
0: Wow. The <laughs> that has, We're getting better at this. I, I think, think so. This is a thing. And, you know, I like it. I think we but, should put the pressure on everybody in the Trick Geeks Network that they have to rhyme
1: everything all the time. Nice. no, no, no. Screw them. Oh. They can't steal our gig. It's our thing. That's right. Oh, my gosh. That's a great one. I liked it. Thank you. Good recap. Thank you. Right on. Uh yeah, it was I found I found writing the recap a little more entertaining than the episode itself. That is fair.
0: You get really creative with forcing rhymes sometimes. <laughs> like this. Oh, I'm gonna oh, make this word work if I yes. say it a
1: certain way. Oh, that's all I was doing. I am like, okay, we'll figure it out. But oh <laughs> man, when we're thinking about this, you know, transport our thoughts here. What? Yes. <sighs> What? You go because I got nothing. You got nothing. Oh my! Well, I think goodness. I'll I'll have
0: some stuff once you get going. I think you'll make okay. some points.
1: Okay. Well, I I think you, you had put some notes up in here and I'd read them before. Archer pulling the big switcheroo when mm-hmm. talking with T'Pol about the Novans. She T'Pol makes like great points to Archer, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to characterize this uh, if it's a flip-flop on his part a being stubborn type thing and then getting slapped in the face with a frying pan of like you know you need to think here because if you go back and you know re rewatch this when it's at time code 3149 you know archer saying you know you know what what the hell do you think this is a slave ship we can't re- relocate them by force we need to convince them that returning to earth is the right thing. And then to Paul is like, are you certain it's the right thing? When you get them back to earth, what will you do? Send them to school, teach them to read and write, wear human clothes, eat human food, teach them to survive on the surface, enjoy the sunshine. And then Archer with the, you know, this thing, indignant mm-hmm. when he gets confronted, you know, you're damn straight. They're human beings. It's their birthright. It might take a while, but they're adapt, they'll adapt. And I was like, dude, you, j- you just said this isn't a slave ship, but they must come with us and conform. And assimilate, yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And let's, you know, colonize them type yeah. of a thing. Because that's worked
0: out really, really well uh, on earth right now. Yeah, with these, <sighs> uh, you know, indigenous communities that have been forced into schools and to, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's right. great.
1: Let's keep doing that in the future. Love it. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I love that scene. It, it was, it's a, it's really strong because it, of Tapaw.
0: Absolutely. That's what I mean. It's like, she calls him out and says it like it is with no sugar coating. She, just like as a Vulcan would. Like this is straight up my response to what you're saying. Take mm-hmm. it as you will, but damn,
1: she's right. Oh, she's completely right. It's brilliant. And, and a part of it, I go, okay. You know, good good for the writing team on here that they they have Archer recognize mm-hmm. that she's right, and to to figure out uh figure out a different way to go instead of like hey let's take them it's like what else can we do is there a different mm-hmm. um, um solution mm-hmm. that we can come up with that will benefit the Novens without destroying their culture totally you know excellent points well and that and it's- then when we're going through. I gotta say, uh really nice, nice direction decisions by Mr. LeVar Burton here. Mm-hmm. Right? It stands out. It Doesn't stands it? out. He's so strong. Yeah. Ugh. We got different camera angles, pans and tilts, you know, dissolves, things that are artistic. Mm-hmm. And I dug that. And there's even you have a nice little homage to Dr. McCoy and a bicycle wheel. So everybody go back to your TOS, you'll find it. And, um, I was like, you know what, this, this is, this is cool where you can bring somebody back in Mm -hmm. who starred in other track and directed other track and like knows what it takes to help the actors, but also to be able to make your day Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: get what you need to get. Mm -hmm. So I was digging that. Um, and honestly, I was expecting at some point anti entity from Thunderdome just to kind of <laughs> show up. Cause it was like, hey, we've got these awesome digger pseudo-turtle armor stuff. And oh my gosh. You know. Yeah. And and there we go. Yeah. Uh, but I think you're right what you said earlier, story-wise, very eh.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe I gave it too many slices of pie now that I'm thinking about it, because as we discuss this, I haven't seen the episode in a couple of weeks now, and I'm not remembering anything. So it's not exactly a memorable episode, but it doesn't really need to be to still be a good episode, because I still find that this to be very, very classic Trek of the, here we are coming to an, a planet, and there's a mystery, and there's a people here that want to be here. I mean, how many times have we seen this throughout Star Trek about the yeah. forced relocation, or the discussion of it, or the... Um, the lost colonies or lost civilizations of people that have gone a different path than what was intended. Um, it's a very but that but because Enterprise is so different, I think it, it was a very like cozy sweater of an episode for fans of Trek. It's a very mm-hmm. relatable, predictable, but but still like strongly making an excellent point. Um, and they did it well again. I think that they did it quite well. And LeVar Burton.
1: Did his Levar. part to capture that? Absolutely. Is there anything that man can't do? No. He's he freaking is a treasure. Awesome.
0: Right. Oh, I love him. I love him. Reading Haley and I right. went on a rant on our most recent episode of Rewind about like, can we just have breakfast with Lavar Burton, please? Like, he just seems like a fun guy who would cheer you up in the morning, get you going on a great day. He's got lots to say. He's got a great disposition.
1: Right. Smart as hell. Oh, and it's like, I yeah, I I would love to spend some time with Mister Reading Rainbow. Who influenced yeah. a ton of peeps. Yeah. Well, I hear you. Well, you know, also on the, on this episode, uh, everything that you just said was so dead on of, we've been there. We've seen it. Um, so, yeah, it was comfortable, but like you said, not extremely memorable. Mm-hmm. writing it. But that's okay. Which is fine. You're going to have those.
0: Because if you forget all about it, then it's a nice remembering when you watch it again.
1: That's true. You know what you'll never forget, though? What's fan Fansets. Oh, my God. Right? Never forget. So I got to say, you know, Discovering Trek listeners, this is the time right now where we're going to thank our friends over at Fansets for being the exclusive sponsor on Discovering Trek. They're always working to put out the best product available and continue to surprise us with new designs and product releases. There are more great new products out right now. You got the Horgon pin, you got pins from all the different series. I was actually going through my stuff today, making sure that uh, I've got all the crews going on and I got <laughs> one or two that I missed. Got to get a, a nurse chapel that I'd missed, a couple discovery peeps. So I'm going to be ordering that this week. Do it. But, oh man, but stuff like that, you know, series card, all of it, tons of Trek stuff and things like Scooby-Doo, Batman 66, Big Bang Theory. Bunch of others. There are tons of pins and accessories for you at fansets.com. So, boot up the internet, use your back computer to navigate to their website, browse, obsess, and then load up your cart and enter the special code word Discovering Trek in all caps, no spaces at checkout for an amazing 10% off your entire order. And don't forget if you're in the US and spend more than $30, you also get. Free shipping. Yeah, you do. Fansets, our pins have character, and we thank
0: our friends at Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network.
1: (laughs) Is that... You smell that? Oh, Sarah, I think Jeff's making some pie.
0: Smells like pure gasoline. What's going on?
1: Mm, Gasoline pie. It's my favorite.
0: (laughs) You can hear the the truck revving in the background of this recording. That's why I said what I said.
1: Somebody just fired up the big truck.
0: (gasps) My goodness. I'm trying to record a world-renowned podcast here in the basement.
1: Firing up the truck to get to Chef's Special of the Day. Yeah, it's almost lunchtime. I would do that too. Oh my gosh. All right, so some thoughts I want to share with you and check in with you here, Sarah, bring it on. What, what could be more special than having previous Trek cast members come back to direct?
0: Um, I can't think of anything that would be more special.
1: Okay. Right on. Cause I was thinking about that too. And seriously, like in Trek history, you know, to just name a few, we've had Roxanne Dawson, Gates McFadden, Avery books, even like Andrew Robinson and of course Frakes, Mm-hmm. Ton of other cast members direct. And boy, what an amazing insight these people have to have to be able to work both sides of the camera. And they do it. And then LeVar Burton, who directed this episode, I checked it out. He has directed 28 episodes of Trek. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. So, so stuff from TNG, DS9, Voyager Enterprise. I mean, I'm not gonna read the whole list here, but there's there's Things are like, oh, wow. Second Chances, The Pegasus, Sordechalus, of Bar Association, Rules of Engagement, To the Death, Emperor's New Cloak, Dreadnought, The Raven. You Timeless. too? Yeah. See? What? I mean, just awesome yeah. stuff. First Fight. I mean, when I thought about this, I wondered why there aren't more existing shows that have a rich history why they don't bring back in or develop their own talent in-house and have, you know, like a, a director, mentor, and internship program for the actors to be able to do this. Because you gotta think if a, a series is going on four, five, six, seven plus years, that the mm-hmm. insight of these people and with them acting on, let's say, those sets day in and day out, would be able to bring fresh different ideas while Mm -hmm. still holding really true Mm -hmm. what the core of that series is.
0: That's a really good point because, you know, as you're talking about this, I started thinking in my mind of different types of um, TV worlds that could apply this because I find that what the big trend is, is that certain producers or writers or creators will have their troupe of actors that you see throughout like the people who do the American horror story movies use the same mm. actors as different characters. Yeah. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, or you look at somebody like Kurt Sutter who wrote on the shield and then worked on sons of anarchy and you see the bleeding over of actors from those or in the world of Dick Wolf with the law and orders and then Oz and like, you, you know, you can tell when a, uh, when a writer moves from one series to another, because you see their favorite actors that they like to write for. Um, but with the directing thing, I don't see it as much. No, I, I don't also know. I haven't really looked into it, but like something like the walking dead where you've had 10 seasons and now two spinoffs. Yeah. I'd be curious to look into it, to see how many people that wanted to had had the opportunity to come back because they left back in season two and, and direct mm-hmm. a future episode because they bring with them such an interesting perspective.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I would also think for a series that go long-term to keep your main cast interested mm-hmm. is to give them other opportunities.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's like if, if their acting muscle is very strong and they want to then exercise and build directing or writing muscles, like, yeah, give, give them that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of what, what you know, semi-saves this episode is really LeVar Burton. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it had been a different director, then maybe would it have been even a harder time lifting this material up as much as possible.
0: Very good point. I like that. So. That's a really interesting chef special something different but a really good point and something to now pay attention to because it's got me thinking and I, I like i'm i'm such a fan of so many different genres of, of tv and i kind of want to do a little digging now to see who's maybe directed
1: that i didn't know there you go there yeah. you go and, and people could just really if they're going through their rewatches for a bunch of other trek stuff you know pay attention yeah pay attention to the the credits and see who who is directing these things and um I, I know some people won't be surprised at all because they've been checking things out hardcore, but I think other people will mm-hmm. start to see things uh, maybe a little differently. And that'd be cool. Totally. Give it a go. I like it. Mm,
0: my oh, tongue is, is full. <laughs> I need a nap. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it on our coverage on episode six, Terra Nova. We will be back next time chatting about episode seven, the Andorian incident oh. as we continue to celebrate the 20th anniversary year of enterprise. Until then, remember that you can subscribe dis- to discovering Trek by searching for us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, or by heading to discoveringtrek.com. where can our fantastic listeners find us on social media, Casey,
1: well, during the fall, I'm usually on <laughs> the tweeters, uh, Casey, Shafsi, on the tweets, and you know, every now and again, on, on Facebook, in the Camp Kittimer. Cool. How about you? Just on Twitter. I'm there. Truck rewind. Right. right on. So yeah, if you all want to get a hold of us, get a hold of us. And if you are enjoying what we're doing here on Discovering Trek and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network, please consider supporting us on Patreon. As a subscriber, you can get access to the unedited recordings of episodes, as well as exclusive content and great subscriber rewards, like our annual supporters pin from fansets and our exclusive Trek Geeks Podcast Network t-shirt. We'd like to take a moment to recognize the following amazing producers of Discovering Trek. We are incredibly thankful for their support. Mike Bovia, Chaz Bradshaw, Kyle Castillo, Peter Craig, Craig Ewing, Jackie and Chris Hackney, Kimberly Hartman, David Hood, Lionel Marchand, Matt McGonagall, Jim McMahon, Darren Metcalf, Charlie Mulvey, Sean O'Halloran, Jamie Rogers, Chris Tribuzio, Ken Tripp, Christina Werther, Jess Vashon, and the senior producer of Discovering Trek, Jude Tatman. If you'd like to become a producer of Discovering Trek or even get access to the raw audio, because we are awesome in the raw. Oh my God. <laughs> for Discovering Trek episodes, head on over to patreon.com slash for all the details. Until we see each other on the other side, Jude to Beam out.
0: Music for Discovering Trek is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek. Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net. Discovering Trek is a production of Coconut Media Works, executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.